And here's the thing. I know if I choose that first path, that when I'm taking those final breaths, that I'm going to regret every moment that I spent. I know that I'm going to be laying there knowing I didn't like do what I came here for. Like I didn't show up and I didn't like fully live my life. And I hid because of my ego and because I was so scared of what other people were going to think. And I am not here for that. Like, I don't care how scary it is. Like, I don't care like what happens. Like, I'm not going to live that life. Like I refuse and I commit to this path of showing up and like doing this work and doing it publicly. Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast. Your place for all things health, wellness, self-care, and real talk. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, health coach, actor, and badass extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought with some serious real talk to help you find your passion, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome to episode 79 of the pod. Uh, How are you guys doing? I hope you're having an awesome week and that you are settling into some hopefully restful energy um, as the year is coming to a close. Um, I know this time of year can be so filled with fucking stress and crazy baldness and everything in between. Um, but I hope that you either with this podcast or journaling or whatever you need to just find some grounding in the mess and the craziness and the stress, um, that you are constantly putting a little bit at least of time aside for you because you fucking deserve it, sister. (laughs) It is, um, I know it can be a really stressful time. So I just, I'm sending you so much love and light your way. Um, and I'm really excited specifically, um, around the light, um, for this week's episode. Um, it is such a soul giving conversation and something I know is just going to be exactly what you need, um, to put into your earballs. Um, but before we get there, I wanted to let you guys know that this week's sponsor for the podcast um, is my new book, I Chopped Off My Tits. So if you've been living under a rock, <laughs> um, then you have no idea about this. But um, I officially have released my first self-published book into the ether. It is called I Chopped Off My Tits, and you can get it on Amazon. Just head over to the show notes um, to snag your copy, or you can go to amandacatherineloy.com forward slash book and grab your copy on Amazon that way. Um, It is like part autobiography about my double mastectomy and my journey with the BRCA1 gene and breast cancer awareness, Um, but more so navigating fear and facing fear head on. And also um, the aftermath of trauma or of a big uh, drastic change in your life and how to navigate that. There are so many mindset tools um, that you are going to be able to immediately start implementing into your life. And I am so fucking excited. Um, Once you get your copy, tag me at Amanda Catherine Loy on Instagram um, so I can celebrate you and... um, I'm curious because I think it'd be really fun. Maybe in the new year we can um, get a book club going, Um, but I'm also going to be doing some fun book launch stops um, around in and around the U.S. Um, So it's going to be a really fucking awesome 2020. And I wanted to let you guys know um, that you can officially snag your copy. So head on over to amandacatherineloy.com forward slash book or just go to the show notes to snag your copy today. Okay, let's deep dive the fuck in. So You may remember Lauren from episode four. Yeah, that's right. Episode four of the podcast. She was one of my very first guests. And I have just loved being in 
the entrepreneurial world and space with Lauren and together it has been so beautiful. Like we've never actually met in real life and we have supported each other, um, on our various journeys and so much of who she is, I see in me. And, um, and I just think that you are going to fall in love with her in an even deeper way. If you already know her and have listened to that episode before. And if you are new to Lauren or new to the podcast, I also highly recommend going back to episode four and taking a peek um, and listening to just the progression. And I just think that in of itself is such a beautiful timestamp for, you know, what is possible when it comes to being a human and the evolution that can take place when you truly step into your own unique magic, which is I think Lauren's specialty Um, and she has really evolved and now she um, is an intuitive soul coach and she helps women reclaim their power and own their unique magic so they can show up confidently, intuitively and with ease. This transformative and magical work bridges the power of cultivating a deeper relationship with self, connecting with your intuition and utilizing the power of your mind to to heal your past, shift your present and transform your future. And today... We talk about her evolution. We talk about her step into spirituality and what courage around that has looked like for her. Um, We talk about different modalities that she has utilized on herself and that she herself um, practices with her clients, such as past life regression therapy, um, EFT, NLP, time techniques, and beyond. Um, We talk about uh, breaking free of limiting beliefs and how to step into your authentic self unapologetically and so much more. I am just so excited to share this episode and share this woman's light with you because she is a light in my life. So without further ado, here we go. Hi, Lauren. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, hi, Amanda. I'm so excited to have you back, too. I feel like I haven't had that many repeat humans, and I wanted to have you back for like probably the last few months just because you have had such an evolution since you last came on the pod in season one. Like so much has changed. It's crazy balls. Yeah, it'd be interesting to go back and listen to that episode, which I have not done. Well, because- I'll link it in the show notes for all you guys so you can like <laughs> compare the Lauren of then and the Lauren of today. Because you, well, for one, your business looks completely different. But I would also say that like you as a human, like just the energy has completely mm. even shifted. And like the way you show up for yourself now, it's just like, wow, okay, yeah, like that's a di- like it's like a whole different version. Yeah. A whole new world. Don't you dare close your eyes. (laughs) But like, I'm really curious because I want to get into all the things that you've been like getting your hands on and all the goods that you've been really like investing your time and energy into the last year. But I'm curious, like what caused the shift for you? Like, like what was the moment that you were like, I can't do this like what I'm doing I don't want to live in this space anymore whether it's business or just life or whatever Mm -hmm. and like what started bringing you into this world of like intuitive coaching and like soul work Mm -hmm. that for so many is probably like a really foreign concept um and I know when I first started you even like doing the work from like you know having a coach in that space I was like the fuck is this stuff and like is this legitimate (laughs) You know, so I'm just like curious, like, what was that path for you? Yeah. So when you asked me that, I like started crying instantly. Um, I love you so much. Because (laughs) it it has, it's been such a journey as, as everything. Right. But there was one moment when I, when I like made a choice or decision and it's one of those memories that like, I, I I reflect a lot. Mm. I don't know if it's reflect. I think a lot about the moment when I'm taking my final breaths, like, in this lifetime, like that drives so much of what I do, right? Like when I'm like laying there, like 
and reflecting on this life. Like, did I show up? Like I wanted to show up. Did I do the things I wanted to do? Like, was I true to myself? And I think this is one of those memories that I'll have then that like, I will reflect back on, but Mm. It was, it was about this time last year and I'd been on this journey already, like personally, a lot more behind the scenes of like diving into like connecting with my intuition and spirituality and like all of this like mystical, spiritual woo stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was like really facing like these two paths is what it really felt like. And Josh and I were going out. It was like cold. And like, there was like snow left over from a snow. We were living in our apartment and we were taking Boke and our dog for a walk. And I was just talking with him about all of this. Like, I'm sure I talked, like spent hours talking to him about this because I was trying to figure out like what the fuck was my next step. (laughs) Um, And, and I, as I was like processing, I'm a verbal processor. So like I talk out loud and that's how I process through things. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, like, gotta get out of my head. When the partners have to receive that, it's like, wow, (laughs) you are a good human. You are a gem for being here for like the whole, like five hours of me just spewing my feelings. I appreciate right? you hard. <laughs> All right. Thank you. So good. And I I had this moment, like I almost stopped and I was like, oh my God, like, here's the thing. And oh, wow. Like I was actually reflecting. I was like, Josh, I am going to be like taking my final breath of the, like in this life at some time. And I'm going to look back and there's two paths. I see two paths for my life. And the one path is like, I can continue to like have these like spiritual experiences and do this work behind the scenes and never do it publicly and like whatever, just like do work that's work because it's work and just have this for me. Mm-hmm. Or I can stop being so scared about what other people are going to think and I can show up and I can share and I can do it. And here's the thing. I know if I choose that first path that when I'm taking those final breaths, that I'm going to regret every moment that I spent. I know that I'm going to be laying there knowing I didn't like do what I came here for. Like I didn't show up and I didn't like fully live my life. And I hid because of my ego and because I was so scared of what other people are going to think. And I am not here for that. Like, I don't care how scary it is. Like, I don't care like what happens. Like, I'm not going to live that life. Like I refuse and I commit to this path of showing up and like doing this work and doing it publicly. And that was the moment when I decided, um, that was the moment when I was like, this is scary as fuck. And I'm so terrified of like being like labeled or being weird or Mm. like people questioning what I'm doing. Um, and that's okay because what matters to me is that like moment when I'm reflecting on my life. Yeah. And I think that's such a relatable feeling like in any facet of life, you know, just the concept of if I fully embrace me and all Mm -hmm. of me and what I truly like believe or feel or how I identify or whatever. And I share that in the public light, you know, the fear I think of other people's perceptions and of uh, not knowing what that world could even look like can often paralyze people so much. Um, in actually making that choice and people tend to, you know, like live in the closet in some capacity, whether it's like with their spirituality or their sexuality or whatever. Um, and so I, I love that. And I think that's something that's so fucking relatable and probably every yeah. single person, like you're probably listening, you're like, yep, been there, done that. <laughs> or maybe I'm doing that right now, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. I think it's probably a decision we face like multiple times throughout our life. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, oh my gosh, I'm here again. Like I'm going to do this thing or am I not? So what am gave you the courage to like, I mean, obviously you've been doing so much self-development work in like the last, you know, five, six, seven years of your life. But like, what gave you the courage to actually like say, okay, fuck it. Like I'm stepping into this part of myself and I'm going to just do the damn thing, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, 
a friend, Emily Ann Peterson, once told me, um, courage rarely feels courageous. Mm. And so it's interesting when you ask me that, because I'm like, fuck, it didn't feel courageous at all. Like, it felt scary. Like, I was yeah. I was just, like, in the fear, right? And so um, what isn't gave that me what the courage? courage is, though? Like, isn't courage, I think at least, and mm-hmm. obviously fear is a big part of my life, but I think facing your fear head on is courage. I mm. think standing mm-hmm. in the shit and being willing to like hold on for dear life in the muck um, is mm. the definition of courage. You know, yeah. I, I think when it's easy, when it's simple, like that's not, that's not from my perspective, at least that's not courageous step. Like that's a step that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. But it's when it's like so fucking vulnerable mm. and you're just like tears streaming down your face, but you know that it's right. Even if it's hard, that's mm-hmm. courage. Um, yeah. At least from my perspective. Yeah. I love what you said. It's like courage. You said like some of the other choices make sense, right? And courage, courageous choices don't always make sense Mm -hmm. logically. Um, So yeah, what gave me the courage that like I go back to that moment a lot where I'm like at the end of my life, I I don't want to be at the end of my life. And I think that so many people find themselves there, right? Where they're like, fuck, I didn't do that thing. I didn't say that thing. Like, why did I stay in that relationship? Why didn't I enter into that relationship? Why didn't I do the thing? And that, that is such a huge driver for me. Mm. Um, that fear of, of being in that place and regretting my life. Like, I don't, I don't want that. Um, and what gave me the courage was, was, was that, mm. and was like living today for that Lauren mm. and another tomorrow. Right. Um, and I think the other part of it is like, I've always just had this, like, I'm sure other people can relate to this too. Just this like insatiable, like drives. Like, I know that I'm here to do important work. Yeah. Like I know that I'm here to do important work. And like, even when I've not known what that important work is, even when I still don't know, I'm like, I know that I'm here to do important work. Like yeah. it's not just about me. Mm. Like it's about other people and it's about the world. And like, um, so how do I like take a deep breath and set my ego aside for a second and step and into know it. that like, it's not just about me. Yeah. 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 It's tough. That's a tough thing. That's like a really weird, like mind fuck because it's, <laughs> especially when you don't know what that's going to look like. And I think most of us think we need to have the answers like so early on in our life attached to that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I still don't know what I'm put on this earth to do other than tell stories. Like <laughs> that's my jam. But like, I, that can look and so and has looked so different in so many years, and I'm sure it will continue to look so different. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think the the best thing you can do is continuously follow the the breadcrumbs, the courage breadcrumbs, right? And just yeah. go like, yeah, I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna go there. It feels vulnerable, but it also feels like I'm living for the first yeah. time, you know. Yeah. And it's like, as you said, I'm like, man, like what an ego thing it is for us to be like, I have to have it all figured out. Like, I'm going to know like my life purpose today. Like, I'm going to know what I'm doing 10, 20 years from now. Like, yeah. No, but like, I think, not- I think that's also super normal that we feel that totally. way because we've been brought up to believe that that's what we need to do. We need, we go to college at fucking 17, 18 and have to figure <laughs> out like what path we're going to be on for the rest of our lives. Like we need yeah. to meet someone at, you know, by 24 and get married and like, they're going to magically be the person we want to be with forever. And you know, I think so. That's why so many people at like fifty have these giant midlife crises where they're like, "I'm questioning everything in my life." Yeah, 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 totally. And I'm. I think it's awesome that you are taking the steps now to ensure that like that's not where you end up at fifty. Yeah. And maybe you will like still be questioning things by then. I think mm-hmm. that's a really natural part of life. But mm-hmm. I love that. So okay, so what were the things that kind of like 
dipped your toe, like, you know, into this spiritual realm? And like, how did you even start down that path in the first place? Yeah. Um, if I were to pinpoint like the very first step, well, I mean, yeah, the very first more recently in the last like four to five years, it would be Jess Lively yeah. um, and her podcast, The Lively Show. And I, I stumbled upon that as like a business entrepreneurship podcast and it and her podcast evolved over the years and became more spiritual. Yeah, and it's like night and day different. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. And so, um, yeah, like she was the first one that introduced me to this like uh, concept of like intuition versus ego. And I eventually took her course flow with intention. Mm-hmm. And that was still very like, surface. it was still surface level, right? Yeah. And on one of the calls we had, on one of the coaching calls in Flow With Intention, someone was mentioning this book, Journey of Souls. Um, and I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And mm-hmm. I knew that it was about reincarnation, but that, that was like all that I knew. And um, I grew up religious, like I grew up Christian. And so like the, and I also grew up in this space, like the idea of reincarnation was so absurd. Like it was almost, um, I don't even know the word. Like it just like went against everything I believed. Right. Sure. And so like, it felt like edgy. And I was also like, something about this resonates with me. It so felt I felt edgy. I'm done. <laughs> Ooh, let me try this on for that. Totally. So I like order this book because I hear someone talk about it like several times on the call. Um, And the book was so different than what I had expected it to Mm. be. And I read it in 24 hours, which I think may be the only book I've ever read in 24 hours. I couldn't put it down. There was something that resonated with me like on a a soul level that I couldn't explain at the time. Mm. Um, And it was like this insatiable desire. I ordered the second book and then I ordered a third and the fourth and the fifth. And like, I read like 10 to 20 books on this topic of past life regression therapy um, within several months. And then I ended up scheduling my own session. I like went online one day. I wasn't even sure that it was something I wanted to do, but I felt super curious about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I Google, I'm like, is this even something I can do in Denver? Like, do these people exist? I don't know. So I Google like Denver past life regression therapist. um, And I find one and I go to her website and it was for me, like, I just know, like, it feels like this. Yes. This expansive, like, yeah. Like going forward in a car. And so like, I, reached out and I had like a phone call with the woman anyways, ended up doing a session of my own. And still at this time, it was one of the loneliest times of my life. Right. Because like half of me was like, this makes so much sense. Everything's falling into place. I mm-hmm. get it. Like I feel so aligned. Wow. So spiritual past lives. Yeah. Like I totally live past lives. This all makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then the other part of me was like, you're fucking crazy. Like, what are you doing? You're losing it. Like no one else in your life, like believes any of this stuff. Yeah. Like, are That's you, tr- are you going to isolate yourself? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, so that was like, that was really the like dive deep in and then led to me having to do a lot of like my own work to figure yeah. out like, what do I believe in? And do I get to choose what do I believe in? Mm. What a concept, right? <laughs> Right. Can you share a little bit more about what past life regression therapy is? Because I don't know that I've heard about this before. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of um, hip 
let's say regression therapy can be used just like in this lifetime, right? So let's say that you have some trauma that needs to be healed or that you're wanting to heal or um, like a fear. A therapist can use hypnotherapy to regress you to an earlier part of this life, right? So it's like the subconscious mind stores all of our memories. We don't consciously remember all of them, Um, but we often need to go back and access that memory in the subconscious in order to heal. Mm -hmm. So a lot of, I think the way that it was initially found the two past life regression therapists who have studied a lot of their work, they were working in regression therapy. So they'd work with clients and regress them back to like times earlier in this life, right? So maybe a memory from when you were three or five or even six months old. Um, And for both of them, what happened is they were working with clients in this way and the clients ended up um, being regressed back to a prior lifetime um, an entire period entirely. Yeah. And it's so fascinating because these two men whose work I've studied a lot of, um, both of them, one of them was an atheist. The other just like, I don't, I don't even know what his beliefs were, but they were both like, what? No. Yeah. This is crazy balls. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. What past lives? What? Um, but these clients were recalling these periods of time with such clarity and, and were actually able to like share like memories and pictures and images that they were then able to, go back in time and, and mm. prove we're, we're true and accurate. And so anyways, um, past life regression therapy uses hypnotherapy to regress you back into past lifetimes. Interesting. So what yeah. was your, if you don't mind like sharing, like what was your personal yeah. experience doing that yourself? Like actually going yeah. through a session, like did you experience uh-huh. past lives? Yeah, it was wild. It was one of the most profound experiences of my life. And for me, it was really this like um, portal that opened up me having so many other spiritual experiences outside mm. of that therapy session, but I went into it. I didn't have anything that I was looking to heal. Yeah. Um, specifically, I just was going out of curiosity and just this like massive, like gut tug. I was like, I have to do this. I have to yeah. experience this. Um, cause again, there was this part of me that really wanted to believe it. And this other part of me that was like, I don't know. Yeah, I really yeah. don't know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, it was so clear. I went into it and I remember feeling so scared. Like, what if I don't see anything? Like, what if I don't know the answers to these Mm -hmm. questions? Right. Um, and it was so powerful. Like the memories were so clear and so vivid and the emotions that I felt in the session were wild. So like one story that I'll share is in this lifetime, my father had died and I was like sobbing. Like I was like laying there, eyes closed, just sobbing. And I, I felt so like, I felt that physicality of grief, like in my body, mm. it was so sad that my father had died. And after the session was over, I like walked outside and I was standing outside of my car before I got in and I was processing all of this, right? Like what just happened? That experience was so profound. It was so powerful. It was the most real thing I've ever experienced. And also like, really? Like, did I just make all that up, you know? And so I like tried to like, remember that memory of my father dying and I felt nothing. And it was the strangest thing Mm because like being in that memory, I the feelings were so real. Mm. Um, the depth of them was so real. So yeah, it was, it was one of the most incredible experiences because for me, it really was like the gateway that needed to be opened. Yeah. That's interesting. It's funny. Like I, it's funny that you say like, I don't know this, this, the reincarnation piece, like, or past lives is actually something I'm not a very spiritual or like religious person at all. Um, but for the longest time in my life, like this concept of past lives has always been something I really resonated with, like even as a kid and especially like as a teenager, which completely baffled me. Um, but I, 
I mean, you, this concept of like the gut tugs and the gut pulls are something that you and I like deeply identify and resonate with hard together. And (laughs) I feel like we're so similar in a lot of ways, especially in that capacity. And for me, I feel like a lot of the time I, I, I am pulled to humans and I experience this with other connections almost more than anything else in my life. But I, I, it's like, I know a person before I know them, you know? And like when I met, (laughs) when I met my husband, on our first, like on our first date, like we were talking about like growing old and being in diapers together. And it was as if we had known each other for years. And like, we started saying like, I've known you in a past life. Like I've have to have known you in a past life in order to have this connection so quickly. And then just this depth of connection. Um, and to me, like, I don't, I don't know how anything else could have explained that for myself, you know? And I feel yeah. that way, even with like, people I meet online, like, you know, like you and I, I'm like, I immediately we met and I was like, yep, like this is somebody that is like solely connected to my, like to my spirit. And like, we've never even met in person, which is bonkers, you know, but that I feel that deeply. Um, and so I find that really interesting, whether you like consciously and logically I can compute with that concept versus just like in my body, it feels very natural. Does that make sense? Yeah. I love, I love so much that you shared this because like, that is one of my favorite things about life is meeting someone and being like, I don't know you, but I know you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it is just like the most special thing in the world. And I think that like, like, yeah, like it doesn't have to make conscious logical sense. Like there's so much that does it. Like this life is so mysterious, right? Like yeah. whatever's true or real or whatever happens after in between who knows, right? Um, a belief is just a belief. It doesn't make it true, but, um, I, I just, yeah, it's, I, I love leaning into the mystery mm, and the magic. Yeah, and for sure. The unknown of it. And like, why not? I think that's yeah. the bigger question is like, if it feels aligned, like why, why not? Like, why are you holding yourself back from exploring that and seeing if it resonates? For sure. You know? So, okay. So that opened the door. Yeah. And then like, what came after the door, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, well, so what came after the door? I don't, I haven't really shared about this publicly, but like what came after the door was like, I had this experience and then I wanted more of it. Like Mm. it was just this, like, again, this gut tug of like, Lauren, go lay down, meditate, like regress yourself. And so I started playing around with like, like regressing myself and like, um, yeah. And I started to have like these like really beautiful, like spiritual experiences, experiences of like connecting with my soul and um connecting with like, this other dimension and this other experiences and it was so beautiful and so powerful and um and so confusing mm-hmm. and so messy mm-hmm. and so uh uncomfortable <laughs> um all of these things like all at the same time and I felt so alone and so it was like this simultaneous oh my gosh, I want more of this. I want more of this. I want more of this. Like, what does it mean to be spiritual? Like, what are Oracle cards? What are all these things? Like, it was all so new to me. Mm -hmm. And this other side of um, feeling so alone that I really had to lean into my relationship with myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really had to like, start to like release all of these like attachments, like what other people thought of me and needing them, needing someone else to have a belief before I could like claim that belief or needing Mm. someone else to like believe what I believed in order for me to believe it. Right. Um, which just required so much self-compassion, um, and so much messiness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so yeah, it was really just like months of me, um, leaning into that myself and trusting myself 
and also being really playful with it and being like this, this doesn't like it's serious. And like, there's so much depth here and it also just gets to like feel playful and fun. Um, and so, yeah, I was just really curious. I read a lot. I was going to therapy a lot. Um, and I was spending a lot of time like with myself journaling and meditating and trying to figure out like what it all meant and what it could mean. What did your business look like during that time? Um, so let's see. When did this happen? So when I first had the past life regression therapy session, I was still doing the podcast and the sisterhood, the membership community. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so yeah, I was still doing that. And then I ended up taking a podcast sabbatical towards the end, which is really funny because at the time I logically explained it as like, I need a time to like step back and really build out the foundation of the business and focus on marketing and blah, 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 blah. Um, but intuitively like something much deeper was happening there that I wasn't really aware of. Um, so yeah, I went on podcast sabbatical and during that sabbatical, when I wasn't producing any new episodes, I realized like, Oh wow. That was when I had the moment walking in the snow, Mm. like I'm choosing this path. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up closing, um, the sisterhood, my membership community, ended up going on like an indefinite podcast sabbatical and then launching like my own personal brand because I needed I needed a space where I could show up and share as me yeah um and so then I started kind of just like sharing and dabbling and figuring out what that looks like which has kind of led to where I'm at now yeah so what are you doing now yeah, <laughs> <a good> question. <laughs> Word. Word. yeah so um I'm an intuitive soul coach and I help Right now I work primarily with women, but I do dream of working with men one Mm. day too, all humans. Um, But yeah, to help them really connect with their intuition and access that internal compass that I believe we all have. Mm -hmm. We just haven't all been taught how to use it and how to tap into and listen to it and trust ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that when we do that, like when we have access to that and can really trust ourselves with that, like wisdom and guidance, like life can happen with so much more ease and so much more excitement and so much more joy and playfulness and creativity and all of it. Um, So yeah, that's what I'm doing now. What are some of like techniques that you use in like with your clients and like in doing that work? Cause I know you've been deep in the certification process of all this stuff and it's been so yummy. Yeah. So I'm currently getting certified in NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, um, EFT, emotional freedom techniques, time techniques, um, which are these incredibly powerful modalities that really are like harnessing the power of your brain. So I, I, the work that I'm doing is like in between like the spiritual and the like very real aspect of like working with the human brain, right? Which I love. Like, I think that's what makes this work so appealing to me is that Mm -hmm. There's so much like if you really, really look at the ba- like the background of all of this, there's so much rooted in science and it's yeah. bonkers. Like the when yeah. I learned that like the subconscious brain makes up what, like 95 percent or something like that of of our actual brain and that like literally 5 percent of our brain is what our conscious thought. Like mm-hmm. how crazy is that? You guys think of like the mm-hmm. iceberg visual like that's what I always think of you know like the top of the iceberg is like your conscious brain and it's like your thoughts that you're you know creating and then everything else is subconscious and you have so much Mm -hmm. that is under the surface that you don't even know is there and like or that you're subconsciously programmed to believe or feel or think or x y and z and it's like why do we think we have so many money money issues or like Mm -hmm. struggle with trauma stuff or have like visceral panic attack reactions to something that we don't understand why it's like oh it's because your subconscious is reacting bitch like (laughs) Yeah. 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 There's so much that's like driving the ship that you're not consciously aware of. Yeah. 
which is I think it's kind of scary to think about and incredible too because like once you know that and can access it like you can change things almost instantaneously so talk to me about that process because like what I think that to believe that something that is so deeply rooted in you that you're not even aware of that you can constantly be aware of and then change very quickly is kind of bonkers to think about like talk me through that process of and like Mm -hmm. I know like you talk about like NLP EFT but I feel like a lot of the time those words are thrown around and I'm like people are like what the fuck does that even mean like what are those things and like how does that even work yeah 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 so it it, I I agree it sounds silly and it's interesting because it no longer sounds silly to me and I'm able to say it because I've experienced it right and like seen it and it's wild. Um, But the way I like to use the metaphor of a computer to describe it, right? So it's like our brain is this supercomputer. Like it's one of the most super, super computers like on planet earth. Like we still don't fully understand how the brain works. Like we have like a tiny grasp. And so what these techniques do similar to a computer, it's like going into your browser history and like, like deleting the history, right? Deleting all the cookies and then going back and being like, open the last window. And it's like, I can't, like, there's nothing there. Like it's just gone. Mm -hmm. Right. So I have myself experienced this and I've seen others experience this where like, I've had, um, a limiting belief before one of mine actually was, um, sorry, it's gonna take me a second to get it. Uh, this is what happens after you're like, what was that? It was that I, I don't deserve to receive money for the work that I do. Like that Mm -hmm. was the belief that I'd had. Mm -hmm. And what was interesting was like, after doing this process that took maybe five minutes, maybe, um, I then like the practitioner I was working with asked me like, Hey, like, so that, how do you feel about that old belief? And I, I couldn't, I couldn't remember it. Like my brain wasn't able to access that memory. I was like, wait, can you remind me what it was? It was truly like hitting control alt delete mm, on your browser history. Yeah. And like, so, so this is like an NLP technique and neuro-linguistic programming could be described in a lot of ways, but like, I think that the easiest is just, it's like the science of the brain. It's truly learning how to use your brain. Just like when you go buy an iPhone and like you learn how to use it, yeah. right? We've not been taught how to use our brain. Like we've not been taught how it works and it's actually a lot more simple Mm -hmm. than we're taught to believe that it is um so yeah it's it's really incredible and yeah yeah sorry what were you gonna say I was just gonna say it's also one of those things that like um sometimes you have to like see or experience it in order to believe Mm -hmm. it right because it can sound so unbelievable because for years we've been taught that like a lot of these things are gonna take years to um, to to shift yeah yeah yeah, it's it's fascinating to me because I think I think as human beings, like we have a lot of limiting beliefs or or beliefs that like hold us back, which is what I think a limiting belief just is. Because a lot of time, letting, the term limiting beliefs are thrown around. And it's like, what the fuck is that even? Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's just like, okay, it's a thought that's in my mind that holds me back from like stepping into either the next version of myself or the version of myself I know I'm supposed to really show up as or mm-hmm. something I'm scared around um, and. I think like it's so the concept of just like completely stepping away from that part of ourselves that has been probably deeply ingrained in our psyche and our belief system for eons and years and to just like automatically shift in like a moment's notice or a five five minute time feels unfathomable in a lot of ways. Um, And I mean, I also personally have experienced this work, so I, I know that it is also deeply true Mm -hmm. and yet, and yet it's like, 
I also think in a lot of ways, sometimes holding on to these things is like a comfort. Mm-hmm. And I think even the concept of taking that step can in and of itself be a limiting belief. Does that make sense? Totally. Totally. So, like, was that something that you found yourself personally bumping up against when you were doing the work for you? Or do you find that with, with people you work with? Like, is that something that mm-hmm. is, like, hard to overcome mm-hmm. from the get-go? Yeah. Um. Yes. And I also wanted to say I love what you're saying. I loved – what you said about limiting belief too. Cause it's like, what is that? Mm. I, I like to think of it kind of like if you imagine a hula hoop and like imagine yourself standing in a hula hoop. Right. And it's like, you like have all like this space, like the hula hoop can be as big as you want it to be, but it's like a big circle. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's your potential. And it's like a limiting belief is anything that's limiting you from accessing your full potential. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's like a fence, like it's yeah. holding you back. Um, for me, like definitely, I think that our, our beliefs like are so deeply attached to our identity and like, our identity is something that we feel very personal about, right? It's like very personal thing. Um, and it can be tough to let go of. And for me, I think that like, I experienced what you're talking about just in the midst of continuing to do this work. Like I have days where I'm like, I could stop. Like I could stop right now and, and not keep changing and like releasing these things because when you release them, then like, there is this freedom to it. And also in that freedom, like life starts to look different. And sometimes Mm. relationships start to look different and things start to evolve and change and shift. Right. And you have these new desires, right? Like when you're, when you're now confident, when you now believe that like you're worthy of receiving money for the work that you do, it's now calling you higher, like calling you into a new level of growth and there's new fears there. And there's like new limiting beliefs and all that there to be had. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's totally times when I'm like, Oh shit. Like I, I could just stop and I could just stay here and like, sure, this is uncomfortable, but it's like, at least it's like, I'm comfortable in the, in the discomfort of it. Mm. Um, and yeah, like that's, that's not what I want. Like, that's not what I'm here for. Yeah. Um, and I think that that, like, I imagine myself a lot, like in a box, right? Like that box feels far more constricting and that discomfort's far more uncomfortable long-term than the like instantaneous discomfort of like doing the thing short term. And like, that's what I found like, yeah. Over and over again. It's like, it's uncomfortable as fuck for a minute. It's uncomfortable as fuck for a day, but then like, Whoa, yeah, like, you feel so much freer, like long-term. Right. So it's like long-term discomfort versus, versus short term. Yeah. yeah. So I'm curious, like, what are some of the limiting beliefs that you have seen? Like somebody that you've worked with, like completely let go of. Oh my gosh. One of, one of like the most wild ones, because then like the action she took after, right? Like was incredible Mm -hmm. because what happens is when you release that limiting belief, like that hula hoop's no longer there, or like that wall's no longer there. And so not only is that belief no longer there, but like the identity's gone and you're now showing up and doing things that you wouldn't have done before. Right. Sure. Um, so her limiting belief was, um, I don't deserve to live. I don't deserve the life that I want right? So like all the things that she was wanting and she was in, um, a corporate job, like working for someone else. And she really wanted to, um, work on her business and launch this new program, but she didn't believe that she was worthy of living the life that she really wanted. And again, it was minutes. Like again, this technique that was maybe like five to seven minutes. And afterwards she was like, yeah, fuck that. It's gone. I just, I want to launch this program. Like I want to quit my job. I want to focus on my business. Mm -hmm. And this was immediately after, right? So it's like, okay, 
is that going to happen? That was her feeling. Yeah. For right. Sure. That, that was her feeling. And she did it. She actually went and quit her job and was, and, and felt so aligned, right. And confident in these mm. things that she was doing, which was so incredible. It wasn't something that she was having to push. Yeah. It wasn't something like, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. It was like, no, this is who I am. And this is what I'm doing because I'm worthy of living the life that I want. Mm. So incredible. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Do you, so like if someone were to come, I'm just trying to think of something else. Like, uh, if someone were to come to you and be like, I have a really hard time. Um, like I work a lot with like binge eaters, right? So it's like, I have a really hard time not eating all of a bag of chips in one sitting. Like, Mm -hmm. is that something that you could completely shift in that realm too? Mm -hmm. So there are techniques that, um, you can, you can shift a like for a specific type of food. And I have seen (laughs) and actually experienced it's wild. So I got to practice this technique myself. Right. And mine was chocolate chip cookies. And my thing wasn't like, it's not like I can't hold back. Well, yeah, before, like, I felt like there was a chocolate chip cookie. Like I'm eating that, you know, like, Oh my God, it was just like, ah, like this drive. And, um, I'm just now realizing consciously, I haven't had a chocolate chip cookie since doing that. Mm. And I occasionally like think about them and, and I'm just like, okay, like it's neutral. Like I just don't care. Right. And I think that here's the thing, like I want to say about this too, is these techniques are incredibly powerful. And so they need to be used with a lot of care and intention. Mm. Right. Like the goal isn't to just like, and you want to make sure that there's like, that the, the client that I'm I'm working with, it's incredibly important that they're consciously and unconsciously like ready for the shift and change. If I, if I didn't want to not like chocolate chip cookies and I'm not going to do that technique, right? right? Like, like I love chocolate. I'm not going to take that away from myself. So I think that it's incredibly important that these techniques are done in integrity And with a lot of consciousness, yeah, for sure. Um, whoever's doing them with their clients, but yeah, I, um, another person um, who experiences technique, her thing was um, gummy bears, right? And um, I was talking to her later, and she's like, "Yeah, I had these like gummies like on my hotel counter, and like I haven't even touched them. Like I don't even, I don't even care to. Like they're just there. Hmm. I just don't care." Um, so yeah, there's some really cool techniques you can do around like shifting likes. And- yeah. I know I feel like that. So interesting. So, okay. So if we were to like sit down in a session right now, mm-hmm. like what would the work look like? I don't even mm-hmm. know. I'm trying to figure out like how somebody can like step into the the concept of what this is like without actually yeah. practicing it. But like, like how would, I don't know, like how would that experience go, you mm-hmm. know, for yeah. someone who's like never done this before? Like, what would it be like to experience like an NLP mm-hmm. technique? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, first of all, a coaching session is going to look very different depending on which coach you work with. 100%. For me, I weave in a lot of like spirituality as well. Right. So, and I do a lot of guided meditations and stuff with my clients um, and a lot of other like fun work. So a call with me may look very different than with someone else. But right. for me, um, we're going to start every call, like slowing down. I think that like aligning with your intuition, like and also just like getting into a space where you're comfortable, like mm-hmm. slowing down and coming into the present moment is super important. So I do different types of like breath, breath work and awareness practices and guided meditations at the beginning. Um, because hopping on a call with someone can also be incredibly 
like anxiety inducing, right? 100%. Like, oh, like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, right. So just like slowing down and being like, oh, okay, cool. It feels good. Like yeah. I get to feel good. I can like, drop right in now, now and like really be in yeah. my body. Yeah. Yeah. I also incorporate, um, Oracle cards and like, just like receive guidance and have them like connecting more with their intuition. Um, and then I ask clients when we're doing like a one-on-one call specifically to have an intention, right? So I know like at any given time, there can be 30 different things. You're like, oh, I want to release this and I've got this and I want to do this, mm-hmm. like really focusing in on like one thing where you'd like to experience change. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's going to be some talking, right? Like having them really thinking through, like, why is it that I'm wanting to release this thing? And like, what is that going to make possible for me? Mm-hmm. Um, and then a technique really, I do them more intuitively where I'm going to decide on a technique based on what it is that they're wanting to release. Yeah. Um, and the technique is very guided. So um, I would guide them through all of it. A lot of clients close their eyes, right? Because it's easier to like remove Envision, sight and just like tap and just in. Be in. Yeah, yeah. 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 So a lot of clients are going to have their eyes closed. And like having your eyes closed in a session with me is like really common anyways. Because when we're doing a guided meditation or if I'm walking you through a visualization of some sort, like your eyes are going to be closed anyways. Yeah. Um, And yeah, and then the technique, I'm going to be guiding them through, like asking them to see what they see and experience what they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, there's really no, when going through a technique, there's nothing you're having to consciously think about. You kind of just get to sit there, take a deep breath, close your eyes, and then just listen. And see what happens. Yeah, I did. So Lauren talked about a a few different techniques that she's getting um, certified in, but one of them is called the time technique. And Mm I experienced that personally. Um when I first started, uh, with my coach, like probably about a year ago and I can't even remember now what the fuck it was about. (laughs) But at the time I had this really big limiting belief that I could, I could not go beyond like an amount of money per month. Like I was constantly hitting the same amount of money coming in for my business Um, and it was about like, you know, $2,500 a month for my business. And I was like, okay, like what is stopping me from hitting like 10 K months? And like, why am I, why, why is it just constant? Like, I do feel like I'm doing all this extra work or like trying to find these new things. And like, it constantly is just sitting here. And I don't even know, like, cause really the, t- the time technique, at least from what I understand, and, and maybe you should explain this cause it's probably way better coming from your mouth, but it's like, you go back into your mind's eye, like at certain like points, I see it almost like the river of your life. And you have these like stepping stones that have been these like very important, whether you realize them or not, like consciously, but very important moments in your life that have allowed for this belief to form. Mm -hmm. And you go back and kind of like figure out where it started almost like without even really consciously being aware of what's happening um, so that you can really like have the awareness to then uncover it and shift. Is that Mm. kind of? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of like what words can I use for someone who's like Lauren, just like get to the point, right? Like what is this? So imagine your eyes being closed. Like and if you were to close your eyes right now, right? Like if you're listening, close your eyes. Um not not if you're driving though. Not if you're driving, right? <laughs> Only if you're Only in space if you can you're close chilling. your eyes safely. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Um and like think of think of an, something exciting. Like and an image comes to mind, right? Like just like that, right? Or think of something pink. Um, think of a number. <laughs> Vulcan was oh. like, I thought of a number. FedEx <laughs> just arrived. <laughs> Vulcan was like, this is my number, Lauren. I need you to know it. 
I need everyone on the podcast to know it. That's so funny. funny. I'm dead. Right. But, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Spoken. It's okay, love. They're gone. (laughs) Toby does that too every time. What is it about, like, dogs and, like, doorbells? Toby literally is like, a party is coming. The doorbell is going. We have to get ready. Mom, it's time. Like, I got to get my best best face on. I'm going to, like, shake my butt a little bit. And I'm going to start barking because they need to know I'm here. I love that so much. The party's here. Yeah, literally every time. Pathetic. But anyways, just that, like that, right? Yeah. Like you're, you can recall something in your mind so quickly. And so that's the thing is that this doesn't happen consciously. And I can tell you, even going into these techniques myself, right? Because it's incredibly important. Like I'm experiencing yeah. them as well. 100%. I'm like teaching and sharing them. Um, there's been moments where I'm like, I don't fucking know when this started. Like, how am I going to know? But you just know. And it doesn't always make logical sense. And yeah. it doesn't have to make logical sense. Yeah. That's the incredible thing about the subconscious mind, right? Like, um, it's, it's incredibly, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. It, it just, it doesn't always make logical sense. Yeah. Um, but it's like having your eyes closed and then just like seeing these images in your mind's eye, just like when you close your eyes and recall a memory, yeah. um, or imagine something. And the thing is, is like for that particular example I was sharing with you guys, like the next month I made like 8k and I had never even, you know what I mean? Like it was crazy to go from like that to that literally within like two weeks it was bonkers um and like my average month now like since then has been like around you know close to 10k which is crazy and it's just like but it's also not and and to think back to like the woman I was this time last year I mean one I was like recovering from surgery so I was like watching a lot of Game of Thrones and feeling sorry for myself but but two like I I genuinely didn't think that um from an entrepreneurship, like I was going to be able to make a certain amount of money ever in a month's time. Like I just didn't think that I could have a 10 K month or even close to that. Like even a 5 K month felt felt so out of my reach. Um, and now I'm like, yeah. And so it is, you know, and, and the, 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 for me, it's now it's like, okay, well, what's the next thing I'm holding myself back from in that realm? And, um, And like, what could I dream bigger around, you know? And for me, it was like, okay, we can take like a three week vacation to Europe. And like, that was a huge deal for me this year. And it's like next year, it's like, can I live at my cottage for like three months of the year? And like, you know, or like take time off for a couple of months. And what would that look like? And um, how could my business support me in that way? You know, so it's um, and I just think I think that I think that no matter what, when you fully say, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to step into it and embrace it and see what happens. Um, anything will work for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, what's so cool about this kind of work is like, I was really skeptical, like really fucking skeptical about stepping into it. I held back from working with my coach. I held back from like taking those steps and I wish I had just been open to it sooner because whether you actually believe in it or not, if it works, why the fuck not do it? (laughs) Right. You know, like ultimately, like if you're struggling with something, like why not try all the things, you know? Um, and so I guess my, like my big question is like, what would you say to the skeptics around this stuff? Like, how do you, how do you talk to someone who's like, I don't know that I believe in this? Mm Mm-hmm. I would say, A, that's totally, that's totally okay. Right. And, um, if I'm having a conversation with someone who's skeptical 
and they're asking these questions, then there's obviously some underlying curiosity. Yeah. And so my question would be like, what is that like skepticism, right? Or that wall that you're putting you back? What is it potentially holding you back from? Mm. Like, and what's possible for you if you were to like, let it down and step into this, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And I think that that's such an important question for anything, for anything that like you're coming up with resistance against or anything that like you're pushing away, like what's possible for you Mm. if you were to like lay down that resistance for a minute and step in. Mm -hmm. Mm, Like I feel it just soak that in. So, okay. What's been possible for you? Everything. Like my entire, my entire life is different. I, every day I wake up and I feel like more and more like myself, which is one of the most incredible feelings. Like I was sitting in the car driving somewhere with Josh the other day and I just started laughing out loud. And he's like, what's so funny? And I was like, I just, (laughs) I just like love my life. Like I love, I love me. I love who I am. Like it feels so incredible, right? Like I've been able to step into beliefs, Mm -hmm. um, that a, that a year ago, only a year ago, like I was terrified to share with anyone. And, and now I'm able to do it with just such confidence and, and such ease. Mm. Um, I've been able to step into work that is like the work that I want to be doing in the world and share about it and do it confidently mm. mm-hmm. and with excitement. And like, I think the point of, I don't know what the point of life is, right? But the amount of joy that I experience in any given week is so much greater. Um, and I just, I know that anything is possible mm-hmm. in my life. That doesn't mean that shit's not uncomfortable. That doesn't mean that I don't experience like sadness and grief. I think that like when, when you're stepping into expansion, like that's still like a very real part of it and can be a very real part of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've like stepped into this new community this year that I've dreamed about having for years. Um, the past few years, I just craved it so deeply and I've had like the most incredible experiences and I walk away every time and I'm like, wow, I'm living the life I dreamed about for mm. so long. I dreamed about this and like, I'm living it mm-hmm. right. Like I'm living my fullest potential right now. and like continuing to lean into that more and more. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And it's all because you had the courage to say yes to something that you were scared about. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I'm still doing it, right? Like it's an yeah. ongoing process. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, so cool. Like I just, yeah. I really, I just love watching your journey unfold. And I think mm-hmm. it's been, I don't know, maybe you guys have experienced this with somebody in your life or maybe yourself, but it's such a powerful thing to watch somebody like step into their true essence. And like, to me, that's what I consider like living your fuck yes life is when you are Mm -hmm. taking steps towards what you truly want and like getting to know your heart and your deepest desires and taking action around that with intention. Like to me, that's what it looks like to live life. And it's going to look so different for so many of us and for all of us, because we are all different beings Mm -hmm. and our heart beats differently and for different things. And when we can just follow the gut tugs and, and go towards what feels aligned and then maybe that no longer does. And we let it go and we go towards Mm -hmm. something else. You know, I think to me, that is what living our fuck yes life looks like. And, Mm -hmm. and it's so evident when someone is doing that because you just feel the energy of authenticity. Like it Mm. just is palpable through whether it's like on Instagram, like you, you know, you go to Lauren's page and you're like, okay, yes. Like I (laughs) may not, I may not understand what she's talking about. And I also may not like 
fully identify with her 100%, but I can honor the fact that she is fully living like in like in her truth and that she is standing as her authentic self. And I think you can tell when people are like not doing that 110%, the energy is just so different. And so what I would implore you to do um, after listening to this episode and hearing Lauren's experience is like where in your life feels not aligned, like just check in with yourself and, and really ask yourself like, like where do I want to take steps in shifting this for me so that I can fully more show up as my authentic self? Um, because I feel Uh, to be honest, like, I feel like most people I work with, like, are not doing that in any capacity in their life. Like, it's just like, they have suppressed so much about who they are for other people, for the sake of work or relationship or kids or life. And, um, instead of fully stepping into who they are and are meant to be, um, and just like whether you're doing this kind of work or, or you know, working with another coach and, and, and uncovering that or going to therapy or journaling or anything, I think it's just so important to, to follow people that inspire you to do just that because it's going to give you the, the gift of allowing you to unlock that for yourself in, in one of those ways. So I just really appreciate you mm. having the courage to be so vulnerable with yourself because you probably have no concept how many lives like are watching you from afar and are you know because of yourself giving yourself the permission to do it you are also giving them permission to do the same and that's a really beautiful thing oh, thank you amanda <laughs> i adore you. i receive that <laughs> you receive it hard and you guys definitely please follow lauren um your social handles I'm going to put in the um in the show notes but for everyone who wants who may not already be connected with you like how can they find you how can they get more of your goodness in their eyeballs and earballs (laughs) yeah Instagram is the best place and it's just my name Lauren Frontiera perfect yeah yeah she's the best and you have like the best like cute rainbow like uh, a filter all the magic I love it every time and like have the best insta stories they just like make my heart like so feel so grounded literally I like you're like one of the few people I go to every day and I'm like oh what's what's going on Lauren when you weren't there for like a month for whatever reason I don't remember what you probably were taking a sabbatical and I was like where's Lauren I need her grounding energy no that month I was integrating all the girls sure 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 yeah (laughs) yeah and I was just like I need I need it like I need her breaths like because she does this thing it's so beautiful and I've started to like sometimes do that too on Instagram because you've inspired me but um where you know it was just like she's like I'm just taking a breath with you and it's like take a breath with me and I literally would like look for that every day (laughs) like no joke Lauren yeah like it definitely like made a huge huge difference in my day so just know that even if you don't know like people are watching from afar and and soaking in your energy and you just have such a light and such a gift and I'm really 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 excited to see you continue to harness that and share it with others because the world needs your light oh thank you my love I received that and ditto I feel so honored to know you oh my gosh (laughs) so honored right back at you I love you lady I love you too and there you have it 
Thank you so much, Lauren, for coming on the podcast and for everything we talked about in today's episode. You can uh, check it out at amandacatherineloy.com forward slash podcast forward slash 79 or just check out the show notes below. Um, All of the things we referenced, the books, um, all the resources are there for you because you know what? I'm not going to leave you hanging like that. Um, And if you love this episode, share it with a friend, leave a review. Um, Let me know what your favorite episodes have been in your reviews on iTunes. I read those like freaking hot candy and I love it so much and I love just seeing um, how this has impacted your life um, in any small way Um, and share this episode with somebody who you think would resonate would want to hear it your bestie your grandma whoever the fuck Um, and until next week um, come say hey on the Instagram and beyond and I'll see you on the flip side bye bye